0: This is what I absolutely believe occurred, what I'm about to say. And this is from someone who has studied as much data about this virus and the vaccines. There, there might be some people in the, in the media in America who have studied as much as I have, but I don't know that anybody maybe has studied more. All right? I believe that the, they, were, they created a bioweapon in the lab in Wuhan. Wuhan is not out in the middle of nowhere. It's a densely populated area it 's one of the most densely populated cities, Eric and one of the most in one of the most densely populated countries in the world there's not one but three of those labs in that community. The bats that they claimed were what were what to dug into the the wet market there to cause the virus to jump from bat to mammal or to animal or to human. I should say those bats nest nine hundred kilometers away from Wuhan it, it what happened is our progressive global elites like Fauci, Ralph Baric, and these people, they thought we were all one big happy family with the shy comms. And so all, they all gathered together to do to gain of function research after the Obama administration banned it here in the US and the funding of it. They went over there to do it basically black market in China. They, were, they weren't just doing gain of function research. They were doing it for the intent of what's called, quote, spillover potential. That's their own language. What is spillover potential? It's dangerous enough to do gain of function research, right? It's dangerous enough to drop an atom bomb on the Bikini Atoll to see what it does. That's dangerous enough. That's what gain of function research is, right? Now imagine you want to study what what radiation does to humans by putting them in the path of the blast. That's what spillover potential is. They were specifically provoking those viruses to jump from animal to human, they wanted to see what would cause it. So it wasn't just the methodology, but the purpose behind it was beyond reckless. They did it essentially as a black market black op with the chi signing off. The head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology is the former head of the Chinese bioweapons program. These are all facts, by the way. And I think our elites got stumped. They thought Fauci and those guys thought they were creating the next super vaccine for the next SARS or MERS level event. The chi said, you bet. We'll help you out with that, and then of course it just so happens to get out in the open in the fall of 2019 when the military Olympic Games are taking place there in Wuhan, China, of all places. It just so happens to come out uh, the virus does when they're facing a trade war with Trump, when they're facing historic levels of civil unrest in Shanghai and or, I'm sorry in Hong Kong, their chief uh, financial district, the most. They've seen since Tiananmen Square, there's real threats to Chinese hegemony. And wouldn't you know, right when that happens, lo and behold, this virus miraculously leaks from Wuhan... China. Man, if we didn't have Wuhan for luck, Eric, we'd have no luck at all. This was a bioweapon psyop from the very beginning. That's why all of the the PPE, the masks, everything, all of it came from China from the very beginning. Then when Fauci and these guys realized what had happened here, they purposefully, this is where they now bought into the Fourth Reich. They purposefully squashed all treatments that would have worked, everything from vitamin D to famatidine to, of course, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. They did it all because they couldn't get emergency youth authorization from the Trump administration if there were already affordable and and, and effective medications on the market. And so they saw this as an opportunity to essentially move us to a forever cutting edge palette of of, of injections of of new cutting edge technology for billions and trillions of dollars where you would no longer be a patient. You would essentially just get a never ending series of genetic injections against whatever malady you were claiming at that time particular point in time. The worst impulses of American fascistic corporatism and Chinese fascistic totalitarianism conspired here together in a a great, and then you throw in the third rail here, the World Economic Forum, realizing this was the perfect opportunity for its great reset. This is an unholy trinity of the worst impulses at work in the world today, and they demonically converged for this event. That's what happened.
1: Folks, welcome to the program. I warned you that I would have some fire-breathing heroes on the program. I warned you. If you don't like it, I, I, you can't say I didn't warn you. Uh, Steve Deese, uh spelled D-E-A-C-E, but I, I need to hear him pronounce it correctly uh, in a minute. But he is someone whose voice has been so brave and so helpful to me and to others around the country and it is long overdue that we've had him back on the program. Steve, welcome.
0: Eric, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's it's Dace, by the way. But I knew it. Half the family pronounces it D, so I could be wrong. I really don't know the truth be told. But, uh, Dace. All yeah, right. I want to say one of my listeners to my podcast sent me about a week ago. So this is before you guys uh, invited me back on. So this is you know serendipitous timing. Sent me about a week ago a, a message that you gave. Um, I think it was at a church in Texas. It
1: was Second Baptist Church in Houston.
0: Yeah. And I I watched it um over the I watched it over the weekend and I mean I was I was mesmerized. I thought it was absolutely prophetic and uh, I shared it on all my social media channels. So I mean that that was uh let those with ears to hear let them hear kind of stuff brother. So thank you.
1: I uh, well thank you for that. I preached twice that day and this was the West campus. The second service I think was the slightly better version because I'd never spoken, but it's about the book, which, uh, which launches today called letter to the American church, but it's a heavy message. I mean, it's like, it it couldn't be more important. And a lot of what you're talking about is, is, is the same thing. We are, facing things in this country that are utterly unprecedented astonishing evil has taken over large parts of the church so my book letter to the american church means to speak to those who may still be persuaded but but there are so many that are silent maybe they're not uh you know preaching uh critical race theory but they're not speaking against it Or they've opened the door quietly to a certain part of the church that they feel like, well, we need to allow that here. Horrible stuff happening. And you, I mean, look, you've been brave on all these issues. And I want to talk to you about it. We won't get to everything today, but we'll have you back because I just want to keep talking to you. But you have a book coming out in February. Uh, Just this will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, who we're dealing with, with Steve Days. The title of the book is Rise of the Fourth Reich confronting COVID fascism with the new Nuremberg trial so this never happens again. You have been all over this uh, and you see what is happening in the country. Mm -hmm. My first question may be, uh, Steve, is how is it possible that many on the conservative side and on the Christian side do not see what is happening and are being silent in the midst of
0: Unspeakable horrors. This is the pattern of our species. There's a there's there's even stories in the scriptures. There's a priest named Hilkiah, I believe, is the father or grandfather of Jeremiah, and uh, he's cleaning out the temple one day. And when they say cleaning out, he's like dusting the starry hosts and polishing the idols they have to demons and foreign gods. This is in God's temple, and he comes upon this dusty scroll in the corner and the rabbinical tradition say this scroll is deuteronomy and he opens it up and he reads well i've set before you blessing and cursing life and death choose life so that you and your descendants may live in the land and he runs it to this young king named josiah and says i've never heard of any of this stuff he's the chief priest of israel he's never heard of any of this and he ends up sparking a revival under king josiah you go to the gospels eric Nothing good can come from Nazareth. We don't care how many miracles that this uh, this wannabe uh, carpenter son performs. We refuse to listen. Unfortunately, this is not new. And during lockdowns, uh, you know, you have a lot of free time, uh, obviously. And I, I used a lot of that to study even more than I typically do. And one of the things I watched, and this is what kind of really attracted me to your message. One of the things I watched was like a 10-year-old in-depth BBC documentary on Hitler. So this would have been before everything went woke and, and everything was essentially lost to the spirit of the age. Right. And what blew me away is, is where Germany was a generation at the beginning of, of the 20th century. They're showing footage, old silent film footage of a, of a proto-version of a rail system, a trolley system, modern mass transportation. It's the most prosperous, progressive, educated, enlightened nation on earth in the 1910s. So if you were born in 1905 in Germany, you were born into the greatest nation on earth, probably at that time. Correct. By 1945, one generation, you had been a part of plunging your generation, your people had been a part a plunging this world into not one, but two world wars, the first that introduced weapons of mass destruction to humanity, the second of which created the greatest genocide ever known in the history of humanity. And what I took away from that was when a culture lets go of the rope, Eric, it goes fast. This culture has let go of the rope. It has let go of the rope and it's going fast. And, and you know, days seem like hours now. Hours seem like minutes months seem like days we are progressing or regressing if you prefer like in dog years here and 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 i think that a lot of this is romans one kind of stuff and i think that this that that god is allowing this to try to wake us up Yeah, that's what i keep saying exactly
1: that is what god is saying Mm -hmm. to all of us that he's allowing these horrors to wake those who might be awakened there are Mm -hmm. many still that are awakening now that can be awakened, and it is for their sake that he's allowing these bad things to happen. It's a blessing. Um, I well, it just blesses me to hear you because. There's so few voices that are speaking up on this. Uh, we, we can go down the list, uh, but we, we better better to ignore them. Now, before we get too far, where can people find you, Steve? And now that I know how to pronounce days, D-E-A-C-E, DACE, days, but where can people find you?
0: You know, the best thing to do is if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, if you've got an Android or an iPhone, just subscribe to our podcast if you want to do that. You can also go to blazetv.com slash DACE. That's, again, D-E-A-C-E, blazetv.com slash DACE. And something I know you're going to be very interested in as a C.S. Lewis guy is in 2016, I wrote a book that I thought was fiction. And six years later has turned out, unfortunately, to be Prophecy. And I based it off of the screw tape letters, and I decided to take it to a, a, a more global scale. Instead of the temptation of individuals, what about a deception of an entire culture? And so I created a character named Lord Nefarious, a high lord of hell, who was tasked by the devil with the destruction of the United States of America. And in this book, he connects every dot. He names names. He lists movements that he started, co-opted, why they did it. And he put it all in writing so that the fact we will ignore it, we will not Turn away. We will not accept it. We'll think it's fantasy or conspiracy theory. That's how he'll convince his master, the devil, that it was that it that his plan is irrevocable and successful. Well, we are just about finished, brother, with the movie version of that. The the, the production team that did Unplanned a few years ago, the excellent Planned Parenthood uh, whistleblower, yeah, story, This is their next movie. Is 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 the is the feature film based on this story? And uh, we we cast Sean Patrick Flannery as Nefarious. I watched the rough cut about six weeks ago, and I'm just telling you, I mean, I, his performance it was like Nicholson in The Shining kind of stuff. How good it was, and and I think I think it's possible we might have made the most compelling Christian movie since The Passion. I think it's going to wreck oh. people. Nefarious is going to preach and teach to this culture but it's going to be from the other side of the looking glass. I am.
1: I I can't say I had no idea about this. I am thrilled when I hear stuff like this. God is doing stuff. It is just amazing to me. So this is a film called nefarious and it's coming out. When do we We know
0: we we decided we had some issues in casting where I, I won't name names, but like Academy-nominated and award-winning ask, actors asked us to water. They loved the movie but wanted us to water down the script. And then when we got into those conversations, we just decided, you know what? We're going to make the most kick-butt movie we can and compromise the message for nobody. And then once it's done and in the can, we'll let the quality of it speak for itself. And, and we'll start talking distribution with people then. And so the movie is in post right now. We're two to three weeks away from we're doing CGI and, and musical scoring. I am, just, and, three I three am and then we'll find out. See, this is like, you know, I uh,
1: I get I get hope from talking to folks like you. We're going to a break, folks. I'm talking to Steve Dace, D.E.A.C.E. It's Eric Metaxas. show. please go to Eric Sign up for the newsletter. You'll see why when you do. Thank you. We'll be right back. Folks, I am talking to Steve Dace, that's D-E-A-C-E, uh, he's with Blaze TV, he's got a podcast, and we're talking about where we are in America today. And Steve, I mean, I t- in, in my book, Letter to the American Church, wherever I go, I talk about the silence of the church, how in Germany, it wa- if you really want to be clear who's to blame, the church, Indeed. it's very simple, yep. you know, God doesn't expect pagans and atheist communists to do the right thing, but he does expect his church to do the right thing. So the silence of the church today, it's mind-blowing that there are pastors out there of megachurches that a couple of years ago we would have thought, oh, they're, they're part of the same tribe. They are not speaking out on this host of evil issues. Um, what happened with COVID, let, let, let's talk about that. You talk about that because you've, you've written a book about
0: it. What happened with COVID is they created, a, this, is, this is what I absolutely believe occurred, what I'm about to say. And this is from someone who has studied as much data about this virus and the vaccines. There, there might be some people in the, in the media in America who have studied as much as I have, but I don't know that anybody maybe has studied more, all right? I believe that the, they, were, they created a bioweapon in the lab in Wuhan. Wuhan is not out in the middle of nowhere, it's a densely populated area. It's one of the most densely populated cities, Eric, and one of the most in one of the most densely populated countries in the world. There's not one but three of those labs in that community. The bats that they claimed were what were what to dug into the the wet market there to cause the virus to jump from bat to mammal or to animal or to human, I should say. Those bats nest 900 kilometers away from Wuhan. It, it, what happened is. Our progressive global elites like Fauci, Ralph Berrick, and these people, they thought we were all one big happy family with the ShyComs. And so all, they all gathered together to do to gain of function research after the Obama administration banned it here in the US and the funding of it. They went over there to do it basically black market in China. They, were, they weren't just doing gain of function research. They were doing it for the intent of what's called, quote, spillover potential. That's their own language. What is spillover potential? It's dangerous enough to do gain of function research, right? It's dangerous enough to drop an atom bomb on the Bikini Atoll to see what it does. That's dangerous enough. That's what gain of function research is, right? Now imagine you want to study what, what radiation does to humans by putting them in the path of the blast. That's what spillover potential is. They were specifically provoking those viruses to jump from animal to human, they wanted to see what would cause it. So it wasn't just the methodology, but the purpose behind it was beyond reckless. They did it essentially as a black market black op with the chi signing off. The head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology is the former head of the Chinese bioweapons program. These are all facts, by the way. And I think our elites got stumped. They thought Fauci and those guys thought they were creating the next super vaccine for the next SARS or MERS level event. The chi said, you bet We'll help you out with that. And then, of course, it just so happens to get out in the open in the fall of 2019 when the military Olympic Games are taking place there in Wuhan, China, of all places. It just so happens to come out, uh, the virus does, when they're facing a trade war with Trump, when they're facing historic levels of civil unrest in Shanghai, and or, I'm sorry, in Hong Kong, their chief uh, financial district, the most They've seen since Tiananmen Square, there's real threats to Chinese hegemony. And wouldn't you know, right when that happens, lo and behold, this virus miraculously leaks from Wuhan... China. Man, if we didn't have Wuhan for luck, Eric, we'd have no luck at all. This was a bioweapon psyop from the very beginning. That's why all of the 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 PPE, the masks, everything, the all of it came from China from the very beginning. Then when Fauci and these guys realized what had happened here, they purposefully, this is where they now bought into the Fourth Reich. They purposefully squashed all treatments that would have worked, everything from vitamin D to famatidine to, of course, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. They did it all because they couldn't get emergency youth authorization from the Trump administration if there were already affordable and and, and effective medications on the market. And so they saw this as an opportunity to essentially move us to a forever cutting edge palette of of, of injections of of new cutting edge technology for billions and trillions of dollars, where you would no longer be a patient, you would essentially just get a never ending series of genetic injections against whatever malady you were uh, claiming at that time that particular point in time. The worst impulses of American fascistic corporatism and Chinese fascistic totalitarianism conspired here together in a a great, and then you throw in the third rail here, the World Economic Forum, realizing this was the perfect opportunity for its great reset. This is an unholy trinity of the worst impulses at work in the world today, and they demonically converged for this event. That's what happened.
1: Have you ever thought about doing radio? <laughs> Let me tell you, folks, you just got a gloriously uh, brilliant summation of what many of us have a sense of. But to the way you just put it, Steve, I tell you, here's the thing this is end time stuff. People need to understand, at least this is my understanding of it, is that this is satanic. This is uh, a host of evils working together. And if we who are lovers of freedom, lovers of America, lovers of the God of the Bible. If we do not fight against these things with all our might and main, it is over. Now when I say it is over, it is it is it is effectively over today. It is happening today that we are losing everything that for which people have died, liberty, religious liberty. Anything you want to talk about, folks, it's happening now, this is not. It could happen. It is happening now. If we do not rise now with everything we have to confront this satanic evil, uh, we are to blame. And so, I want to be very clear, folks, that we are uh, we're in the middle of this right now. When we come back, uh, we'll continue our conversation with Steve Dace. Don't go away. My pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've all helped build My Pillow into the amazing company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to my listeners. That's you. The Percale and Giza Dream bedsheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're now all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer because there's a limited supply so be sure to order now call 1-800-978-3057 now and use the promo code eric or you can go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square and use the promo code eric this offer will not last very long they're known to sell quickly so order now with promo code eric at mypillow.com promo code eric at mypillow.com <laughs> Folks are talking to Steve Dace, D-E-A-C-E. Uh, it doesn't get more important than this, Steve. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, I just made a comment about that these things are satanic. I don't throw those words around. Th- this is a level of evil. We most people in America, including most uh, evangelical Christians, they, they're not really attuned to the idea of actual evil. They kind of act like you know, evil is when you know I can't get a great parking space on Sunday morning. That's spiritual warfare. The evil in this world, we have been so blessed in this country that we've been spoiled and we have become naive to evil and we are facing it now. And most people, they just don't want to look at it. They don't want to call it what it is.
0: I'm glad you used that word satanic. And I, I've been using phrases like satanic, demonic spirit of the age in my everyday analysis, Eric, more than ever. And I, and I think that you, you cannot defeat an evil if you don't truly understand what it is. And, and a lot of what we have called liberalism or leftism or, or progressivism for the past decade on the right is really just old paganism. It's really an attempt to take us back to a pre Western civilization or Christendom under understanding and view of the world. you mentioned is we could, this could be an end times level of that to me, the minimal, the minimal stakes we are playing for here, minimal, the floor, is the end of Western civilization. Correct. That's the minimal stakes we are playing for. So, th- so this thing's existential one way or the other, because what predated Western civilization? 900 years called the Dark Ages. That's what did when we saw paganism run, uh, one and the occult run, uh, you know, wreak havoc across uh, the civilized world. But the term satanic, here's the difference between paganism which is what we were, used to be fighting, Pre, pre-Christian, under, pre-biblical understandings of sexuality, pre-biblical understandings of morality and of public policy. That was, that's really what the modern left has, was originally was paganism. This is how you know it's crossed over in the demonic. When St. Boniface confronted the Vikings for their Odin worship, they were still worshiping something. They were still worshiping something. They still believed in some form of transcendence. They thought that Odin tree was going to save them. And he cut it down to show them it was just a tree. OK, but they 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 believed in something bigger than themselves. They could be reached with notions that there is a truth larger than their own imaginations out there. They were seeking it just in all the wrong places, like Buckwheat, working for Nub and all the wrong hazes, Right. They were still seeking it, but but they were but, but, but they just were they need to be redirected. When you go to nihilism, that's when you deny transcendence. That's when you're like what the prophet Isaiah says about Lucifer, I will ascend I will be like the Most High. This is what the serpent says to Eve and and Adam in the garden. You will be like God. This is where the where you have now stepped into the realm of transcendence. You have your Antiochus Epiphanes. You step behind the veil. You you crush the pig. You declare yourself the highest law. You're Nero lighting Christians on fires for your orgies, and then when those fires start Rome on fire, you blame them. All right. This is that. This is true. Like antichristical spirit of the age yeah. nihilism. There is no transcendence. There's just me. It, I'm the highest being in the highest order here. You bet your rear end that's satanic and demonic. It, it is. It's funny because um,
1: my, my my most recent book, I wrote a book called Is Atheism Dead? And I talk about the just mind blowing evidence for God that has come from science and biblical archaeology. But at the end of the book, I look at atheism itself in a way that I never had before, right? Because atheism often tries to present itself as somehow neutral, right? Mm -hmm. But you realize that philosophically, when you push God out, it leads to things, if you're intellectually honest, that are nihilistic unto satanic. There's no way around it. When you say there's no God, then you think, okay, so there's no good or evil. There's no meaning. Therefore I can create my own meaning. Therefore I can butcher human beings. It's not good or evil. I can do whatever I want and it becomes satanic. And we need to be clear because we Many of us have bought into this, you know, enlightenment lie that, you know, if you put God out, we're just going to just going to lead to rationalism and peace. Mm-hmm. Right. And we always know it leads to a we can rerun the
0: French Revolution, and put the goddess of reason in the cathedral, which, of course, the guillotines are what came after that. Of course, well, what's
1: what's also interesting when you talk about the satanic aspect of it is that, you know, they there's this always is the case when when they push God out. At the same time, they're mocking God. It's not enough just to say, look, we don't, we don't believe in that. They do believe in it and they mock it. They mock it with disgusting uh, perversions, with sexuality, uh, with blood. There is something satanic in it. And, and I have to say that what we have seen uh, come onto the world scene in the last couple of years, anybody who's read C.S. Lewis's That Hideous Strength, you see something very, very dark, something very, very spiritually dark. And what you're talking about with these global elites, I honestly would have relegated this stuff to conspiracy theory a few years ago. I never dreamt that I would see (laughs) what we have seen. And there are tons of people all over the spectrum, Naomi Wolf and others who are seeing this and they're speaking out about it because we just think, look, folks, this is it. If you don't, wake up to this, uh, it is game over. What you have had and have taken for granted, if you do not fight for it now, you have no idea how bad things can get. God is giving us a taste to wake us up, to wake up those who might be awakened. But, you know, when you talk about what happened with Fauci and company, I never dreamt. When, when, When I, you know, we've had my friend John Zmirak on the program often talking about, how the blue state governors put uh, people with COVID in nursing homes, whatever, knowing that -hmm. they would be killing people. I didn't believe it. I said, look, uh, a Democrat might be wrong on a lot of things, but they're not going to do that. The the fact that I now believe that they did that is absolutely. The the,
0: the, the thing that you and I, guys like you and I didn't want to go here because we knew what it meant if we acknowledged this was a zero sum game. That's why. Right. And and so what happened? Here's the thing. Guys like me and you and David French, we all came to the same fork in the road. We wanted to hold off admitting that this was a zero sum game, because we know if you're a student of history, particularly church history, you know what that means in a culture. That is not something to just cavalierly throw out there. That's not a rhetorical flourish. Don't there's certain terms that should not be used like Fourth Reich, for example, casually. All right. But here's the difference between you and me and, and David. David, once we once we had to finally admit that the devil has made this a zero sum game, we said, OK, we wished it wouldn't have happened in our day and time. But now we must understand the signs of the times and do what must be done. He want he he persisted in his own fallacy. And now has and now he's what now he's either the E.G. Marshall or the Vincent Price character <laughs> from the Ten Commandments movie. Oh my he's gosh. His own can, can we can we get you for another four minutes, Steve? Can yeah, you hang sure. on?
1: OK, sure. hold on, folks. wonder why i always dress in black folks i'm talking to steve dace d e a c e steve you were just saying something at the end of that last segment it is kind of amazing that there are still people you mentioned david french clinging to this preposterous idea that oh this is no big deal everything will be fine and I think to myself, this is precisely why I wrote my book, Letters to the American Church. I thought there are people in the church today, they want to just go back to the way things were. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a modicum of awareness of what we have just been through, you can never go back to where we were, because we, where we were was sleeping and blind. We were willfully ignorant of the evil massing on the borders of our culture. Now it is in. And here we are.
0: This, we're at the mob outside of Lot's house. History doesn't just repeat, Eric, it also rhymes. And so why did Sodom and Gomorrah have to be smited? These were hardly the only civilizations practicing homosexuality in the Bedouin ancient world. The temptation in the ancient world, in the pagan world is to worship angels, right? We see in the Bible, when, the, when an angel shows up, even God's own people go to their knees and no, don't worship me, I'm, not, I'm a created being like you are right? They didn't want to worship those angels as false gods. They wanted to rape them. They put themselves in the place of transcendence. We are the highest law. We will bow to nothing other than ourselves. We will even make the transcendent and the supernatural our playthings, the things that we will abuse and disabuse, that we will molest, that we will rape. That is Romans 1, given over to your own depraved mind. I, I, I'm, I have a successful career. I've got three kids. My youngest is 15. My oldest gets married in a month. I understand wanting to wish that we could go back to the way things were before. I, I want to have grandkids, the traditional American life. I promise you, Buying into that and not confronting this evil is how we will never go back to the way things were before. The mob outside Watt's house must be confronted. This cannot be accommodated. It will not accommodate us and is already showing us that it must be defeated, period. That's the only option.
1: It's, it's extraordinary to me as well that we're, we're seeing things that when Christian conservatives would talk about this a few years ago, I was one of the voices that was like, oh, come on, folks, don't you don't need to go there. Take it easy. Same here. And I got to tell you, when I see drag queen story hours, the sexualization of children, I I just think to myself, I can't I cannot believe what I'm seeing. And I know that there were Germans in Germany who saw similar things and they just thought this will this will be over because I, I can't even bear to recognize what I'm seeing. But if you do not confront it, if you do not fight it, folks, then you are part of the problem. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. If you do not have the the, the wisdom to see that God calls us to fight evil when we see it as we're seeing it now, then there is no doubt that it will triumph. And we've been so blessed in America that it's almost impossible for us to understand that we really must fight this because we haven't had to fight anything for before. We've got 30 seconds, Steve, uh, uh, please uh, finish and we'll have you back soon.
0: We need to finish the race. First of all, a lot of men need to get in the race, Eric. A lot of men are not. I'm tired of mama bears. I love our mama bears, but the, the men need to get in the race and the men that are in the race need to finish the race.
1: Wow. Um, I just uh, I knew we wouldn't have enough time, but uh, we need to talk more. Uh, Just excited, Steve, to know that you're um, you're talking about these things. There's a handful of folks out there, folks uh, who are talking about this, and uh, we need to support them. Uh, Steve, God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Appreciate you, brother. Same to you. Thank you very much. 90% 90% of American inmates are men, 75% of which grew up without a father. 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes, which means you are 5 times more likely to kill yourself if you are growing up without a dad. 90% of all homeless runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of children who grow up with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. We are 20 times more likely to have a behavioral disorder if we grew up without a father figure. 80% of all rapists come from fatherless homes. We are 14 times more likely to rape somebody if we grew up without a dad. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. We are nine times more likely to drop out of school if we don't have a father figure at home. Malachi chapter 4 verse 6, his preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. It will not go well with us if we do not have good male role models and healthy father figures.